the gays have gone wild. Um, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't what the trailer was for. Gays gone wild. The, that's a very different that's a teaser trailer. Yeah, that's a very different topic that we're not talking about on this podcast. Welcome to another episode of Odd Socks Entertainment. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. We are up to episode five now, I think. Yes. Five. Well done uh, for those five listeners that have listened to all five episodes. Yes. If you've come over from Two Drink Cinema, well done. If you haven't, head over to Two Drink Cinema. That's where we review a movie a week. Yes, that is correct. Uh and usually old ones. You got a preview of a little sample of it when we talked about Elvis. But we're not talking about a movie this week. No. Not one single movie. We'll nah. talk about things. So General, General Goss. Uh, one thing I'm going to say that we've slightly badly timed is we watched and reviewed... Strictly Ballroom, before Channel 7 did their big news spotlight special on it. Oh, I don't watch Free to Wear. Yeah. So <laughs> they're uh, getting the band back together. They get, they're doing an actual reunion, not just oh. Paul Mercurio and not Bill Hunter because he's dead. Paul Mercurio not, and not, Tara Maurice got coffee. Not Paul Mercurio and Todd McKinney are on the judging panel of Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, that's an actual a strictly reunion. ballroom reunion. Yeah. Um, and guess who's hosting it on Channel 7? Uh, Sonia Kruger. Kruger. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there, it's her and Tara Maurice, which will be, this will be Tara Maurice's fourth credit on IMDb, <laughs> <laughs> the special of a reunion of Strictly Ballroom. So uh, that is the episode. So the, last thing she's, the last thing she did was play a prostitute in Moulin Rouge, so yeah. she's been in hiding. She, uh, yeah, that's our episode coming up Friday for Two Drink Cinema is our review of Strictly Ballroom because it is 30 years since that classic Australian movie came out. Channel 7 said it redefined Australian cinema. No. I don't know. Since then, Australian cinema has been local, low budget, and of often questionable quality. As so, I guess strictly, a strictly ballroom, ballroom is low so. budget. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it did redefine it. Yes, I have a comment on a previously mentioned show that we I've been watching. Okay, I think in one of our first episodes. Yep, I said I was watching the Orville. Yes, which is a Seth MacFarlane show. Yes. It is a good. It's a very good show. Okay, it's gotten better. It's gotten better when you when you get away from the fact that you think this is Seth MacFarlane. It should be stupid comedy. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's a. It's a good. It's good. It's more dramatic. The music is very good. If you just think about it as a show and not yeah. as a family as a guy in Mac- space. Yeah. 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 And they do it well with like using. Using like the other species of the universe that have different beliefs and stuff. Yep. To then do storylines that are like serious and get political and shit. Oh, okay. And it's all like, well, they just have different beliefs. We can't force our human beliefs on them. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Racial. Yeah. 
It's very good. It's gotten okay. a lot better. So that's a higher recommendation of the recommendation that you made earlier. Yes. Okay, good. I haven't watched much new this week. Mm. I have watched a trailer. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and the main word that popped into my mind was formula. It uh. is from the director of Mamma Mia. I'm out. Uh, and the... Who was that? I don't even know. <laughs> Because they didn't say a name in the trailer. Oh, well, there you go. So they're not a big name. It just said from the director of Mamma Mia and makes you want to watch it. It is about a young lady who is getting married on an island. Sound Philip, familiar so far? Philippa Lloyd. Okay, Philippa Lloyd. Sound familiar no. so far? Oh, okay. Philid, Philida. Philida. Phil- <laughs> Sorry. F. Philida. Yeah. Philida Lloyd. Philida. Philida Fish. Philida Philida Lloyd. (laughs) Philida Lloyd, director of Mamma Mia. The premise is a young girl is getting married on an island. Yep. Okay. Sounds familiar. The parents don't agree with it. Sound familiar? So so far, yep. But in this case, she (laughs) she knows her mother and her father. Okay. Who are... Julie Roberts and George Clooney, Danny Ocean and Tess. Yeah. Uh, They are divorced and go to the island for the wedding, but then when they accidentally get seated next to each other on the plane, they reignite their animosity, but also both decide that they don't want the daughter getting married to someone they haven't met. And so, well, get more involved in your daughter's life. In their conniving to break up a marriage because oh. they're not happy, so no one can be. Yep. They fall back in love. Of course. Like, I've only watched the 30 second teaser trailer, but I can tell you that spoiler. Yep. Because the, also the trailer doesn't hide the fact that they've fallen back in love. What's it called? I can't even tell you. <laughs> You Google George Clooney and Julie Rob, um, Return to Paradise or something. Not Run to Paradise by the Choir Boys. Uh, Flight to Paradise. Macbeth. George Clooney and Julie Roberts. The trailer doesn't even hide the fact that they're going to fall back in love. Because the yeah. first half of the teaser trailer is them arguing. The second half of the teaser trailer is them dancing and laughing together. It's not even on our upcoming projects. Ticket to Paradise. Ticket to Paradise. What a terrible title. And Julia Roberts and George Clooney are better than that. You, yeah. But, well, they were better than that 15 years ago. Are they still better than that now? Neither of them have acted for a while. They should be, though. Like, this is what I was thinking as well, actually. Didn't she retire? She's retired twice. I was thinking this during the week, right? It has nothing to do with Mamma Mia. It's direct. It's not directed by, or maybe it's from the people who brought you Mamma Mia. Universal Pictures. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it's it's coming out October twenty one. It looks formulaic. It it's called a romantic comedy. It may have looked like George Clooney and Julie Roberts are just going through the motions. Mm. Like it just doesn't look like they're ticking boxes. It does look like they're putting some effort into their performances. One thing that I am looking forward to is that the girl who plays the daughter 
is finally doing something in which she's really happy. Oh, Caitlin Deva. Yeah, because I've that seen how you her pronounce in, it. Deva. I've seen her in Dope Sick, where she is just. A druggie, basically. Oh, um, yeah. And in that TV series that had Tony Collette in it. The uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, and she did, I think, this Last Man Standing sitcom with um, Tim Allen. So she can't oh, have been yeah, happy about no, that. No one was happy about that. Uh, she was in Booksmart, Booksmart, though. I haven't seen Booksmart, but I'll get on to that. Beautiful, she... beautiful boy. I think she befriends Tim Timothy Chalamet, who's a drug addict. There you go. She... Is very good, uh, and so I'm glad she's branching out a little bit. But uh, Ticket to Paradise looks very formulaic. But if you like formulaic romantic comedies, then maybe it's worth a watch. Principal photography took place in Queensland, Australia, between November 2021 and February 2022. Oh, Omicron time! <laughs> yeah, uh, it received a grant of 6.4 million dollars. Uh, said the production generated at least 270 jobs and 47 million Australian dollars for the local economy. That was just Julia going shopping. Yeah. They filmed in Whitsundays, Gold Coast, Brisbane, Morton Island. Well, it's set in Bali. Surely it's cheaper to film in Bali. Production was briefly put in hiatus in January 2022 due to the rise of COVID-19 cases. In Queensland, Clooney used a keto-based regimen to lose weight in preparation <laughs> for his role. There you go. Very good. Well done, George. Wonder what the, I wanted to know what the budget was because it, George Clooney and they don't Julia Roberts don't do anything cheap anymore. Um, you've watched a trailer as well that I haven't watched yet. E? Yes. The gays have gone wild. Um, <laughs> they that, have that, wasn't, that wasn't the, what the trailer was for. Gays gone wild. The, that's a very different... That's a teaser trailer. Yeah, that's a very different topic that we're not talking about on this podcast. The, we have reviewed Hocus Pocus, of course, oh for Two Drink Cinema. Uh, and if we had the Chad S. Minquo score then, it would have scored highly. On the Definitely on the um, arousal Nostal- Nostalgia and arousal. arousal uh, and quotability, probably. Quotability. But... Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, 29 years later. 29 years later some, for some reason, yes. yes. They couldn't wait another year. No, you know. Kathy Najimy, Bette Midler, Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Parker. They're all back. What about the boy? The boy I don't think Allison is Alison with the Yarbos, is she I back? I don't think, no, because it's then it's like three girls this time. The premise of the trailer looks like okay. three girls go to... The house. Sanderson sister's house. Yeah, that's the museum again yep. with the book and the cat. Um, the trailer has already shown more diversity than the whole of the 90s okay. movie. Yes. Um, and the guy in the trailer is like, you know, some say that on Halloween is when young witches get their powers. So oh. then they try to do some spell to make themselves witches and then, whoop, they're back. They bring back the witches. Mythic and Malika, Do you think they're setting it up so that at the end, the three young girls get the powers? Boom, TV oh, series Hocus on Pocus Disney+. Three. Plus. Oh. TV series. Oh, TV series, yeah. yeah. Disney Plus has to make TV series because they have Disney Plus to fill. Yes. So Hocus Pocus, the TV series. Oh, that could be good. Yeah. It won't have bed in it, though. Oh, then I'm not watching. Yeah. And then it's like, she sounds the same. Well, not exactly the same. 
She's 29 years older. Um, but she, they still kind of look all right. Does, yeah, is Sarah Jessica Parker still the horny, sexy one, though? You she, you don't see much of her in the trailer. She probably cost more. I think she definitely she cost definitely more cost than she more did than in she 1993. Did. Yeah, I reckon. She's done a fair few things that have made her a big star. So we like have Matthew Broderick. Um, we have a discussion about making up your mind just based on 30 seconds of teaser trailer. Yes or no? Oh. I, when they said we're making Hocus Pocus 2, it was a yes. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what the trailer looked like. They said we're doing Hocus Pocus 2 with Bet, Kathy, and SJP. I'm in. All right. Well, that's exactly why everything is a reboot these days. Yeah. Which I ranted about a couple of weeks ago. But it's an original story. <laughs> it's not. I don't know. I don't even know the story. It actually looks pretty good. I'm looking forward to seeing the magic stuff with. More, better special effects. Yeah. I don't know. Is there going to be a dead guy with his mouth sewn up? I, I hope know. so. I just hope that... Um, Thackeray Binks makes a return. I just hope that it's um, still that came, same kind of Disney movie movie rather than a movie made by Disney. That made no sense. Yeah, you no, know I what get I mean. It. It's actually made as a Disney-style family movie with a little bit of scary in it. Yes. Yeah, what is she going to sing? Uh, she's going to sing um, "Winged Beneath My Broomstick." <laughs> Another that was bad. You got to have friends. Long-awaited sequel there that I shared on our Facebook recently. Mira Solvino and Lisa Kudrow Ooh, yeah. say they are getting closer. I tell, can I say? To a I Romeo think and I Michelle said sequel. this somewhere. Maybe it was on a podcast. Maybe it was a dinner. Don't know. Yep. Nostalgic and comebacks and things come in 30 years, right? Yeah, or 29. So, but it's like, so in the late, in the 2010s and still a little bit now, it's 80s. Yep. But now that it's 30 years since the 90s, the 90s nostalgia is making a comeback and I'm all here for it. Yeah, like you said last week when you're complaining about um, 80s songs being in everything. Yeah. We're about to tick over. Into 90s songs being featured in everything. Um, I think if uh, Mira Solvino and Lisa Kudrow are leading the sequel of Romeo and Michelle, surely they good. have to. Uh, I I have no interest in seeing a Romeo and Michelle sequel without them in it. No, but if they're leading, I will it, boycott. Like if someone else creates it and then just gets them in, that might not be as good. But if they're saying we're ready. Oh, okay. We're leading it. They are invested in it. I need it to have Janine Garofalo in it, though. Yeah. If it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I can leave out what's her name, Cameron Manheim. Cameron yeah, Manheim. Nah, she can nah, go. Nah. Alan Cumming. Meh. Give or take, I don't care. It needs to have Janine Garofalo in it. Yes, it does. As a very rich woman. Yeah, and a lesbian. No, because she goes and has sex with the cowboy at the end. Yeah, but that was the nineties. I don't know what that okay, means. <laughs> sure. Um, so Hocus Pocus has, has a little bit of gay in it. There was no gays in the original, was there? They just made lesbian jokes. What if they do be like, you know, how they joke in the movie? They're like, maybe we should just try it to see if we are. I reckon that that'd be funny. If yeah. they were like, oh, we couldn't find a man, so now we've been together for the last twenty-five years. Yeah, maybe. 
that also seems not great as well at the same time. No. We'll see. We'll see if it might not happen. But we'll no. see if it does. Nah. Um, you have watched a couple of series. I have watched two episodes of two TV shows. Yep. Um, and I gave them the two episodes... I gave them the Lee span of time. Oh, good. 44 of, minutes? Of Well, no. Um, two episodes. One wasn't quite even that, if that makes any sense. Um, so... Did you find a 21-minute sitcom? <laughs> no, I, I found a 20-minute and then a 15-minute episode and then an 11-minute episode. It was Were you all watching very things on YouTube again? No, it was on Netflix. All right. I thought it was a movie. And now I'm thinking that it probably should have just been a movie. Okay. Um, but it's called Man vs. B. 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 Not the sequel to Jerry Seinfeld's B movie. No. Man vs. B. Okay. And it's Rowan Atkinson. And it's uh, so awful. So it should be good. It's awful. Mm. But it is. So this is the premise. The premise from the start is stupid. Okay. Yep. So, there's a fancy couple that live somewhere in England, I think. Okay. Right? And they're going on holiday. And even though they have a staff that work for them, they need to get someone to house sit for them. Yeah. They have a very fancy house with all this technological thing and all these expensive things. So, they get a random person they don't know from a company to come and house sit for them. And that person is Mr. Bean. I mean, not Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson, <laughs> Rowan Atkinson, but it's Mr. Bean. Yeah. And um, so, you know, there's this and there's a dog and blah, blah, blah. And a bee, um, I hope. And there's like this man, this bee that follows him into the house and then causes all these problems. Like he, he swats it away and then it goes into this room and then the dog chases it and it ruins this. And then all this... Um, you sure you didn't watch a kids show? I don't. I think it was meant for kids, <laughs> but it was weird. It was terrible. It, I'm just going to say, it. watch it with your family. If you got kids, they'll probably like it. But if you were a person who, in the '90s, grew up watching Mr. Bean, you're not going to like it. Okay. It was dumb. It was dumb, and then the episodes were all really weird lengths. Um, yeah, that does seem weird, though. And then the English guy called his thongs flip-flops. It was strange. So yeah, there's nine episodes. The first one's 19 minutes. The second one's 12 minutes. And the rest of them are 10 minutes long. So all up, it's what just over two hours for a nine-episode series. Yeah, it feels like... It's dumb. That mousetrap movie. Yeah, it's mousetrap, but with a B. Split into weird chunks and put on Netflix. Yeah, but it's all—it's a fancy house that he destroys. Not they move into this old house and they're trying to fix it up. Is that what happens yeah, in that movie? Yeah, I think movie? so. That's Nathan Lane, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, anyway. It just weird. was dumb. Don't watch it. Okay. I do not recommend. What else have you watched? Because I haven't had a chance to watch any new stuff and I don't know why. I watched... Another new show on Netflix mm. called God's Favourite Idiot. Okay. Right? And it's got Melissa McCarthy in it. And As then the idiot? No. Oh. And then the main guy is 
her husband in okay. real life. Yep. Ben Falcone, whatever his name is. Yep. He's also a comedian and writer, right? Yep. It is also not good. <laughs> um, I watched the first two episodes. That it's It was something... We- so the first episode, it starts off, he's there, he gets struck by lightning randomly, okay? He's an idiot. He's a boring dude with nothing special going on in his life. He works at some job that they don't even describe what the job is. And he has cats. Anyway. <laughs> Melissa okay. McCarthy works with him and she's a weirdo bitch. And she's rude to everyone. Okay. So they're not married in the show. No, but the, he's like got a crush on her and something, something. Yeah. And then the weird thing, she was at work late one night and he was there with him. And then... A randomly, the randomly, she saw him glow, but then there was an awkward scene. Then they were all trying to find out if he does glow, if she was making it up, but then they didn't really explain in the whole first episode, they didn't really explain what was going on. It was more okay. like, I think he glows. That was pretty much the whole first episode. And then the second episode, it kind of explains what it is. It's, it's not that funny. There are a couple of funny bits in it, but just the idea is stupid. That there was an awkward conversation where a co-worker, favorite? where a co-worker like had a conversation with him while he was taking a shit on the toilet. That is not okay in the workplace. All right, that's yeah. like bullying. No, that's not okay. Why is he God's favorite idiot? Uh, it's something. So the premise is something like he got struck by lightning, um, and. Then an angel comes down. This is in the second episode now. Yep. And he's like, God needs your help because the world's going to shit and you need to make the world a better place or something. But then by the end of the second episode, he didn't actually do anything to make it a better place. You know what show's funny? But he's an idiot. Angel-based but didn't get much credit. The one where Jane Lynch plays a guardian angel. It only got one series, and I, I can't even remember what it's it called. Jane Lynch Jane plays Lynch. a guardian angel, and I think she's an alcoholic, the guardian angel. But it's okay. Jane Lynch, so she's hilarious. Jane Lynch, Wreck-It Ralph? Put Jane Lynch guardian angel in the Google. Anyway. Jane Lynch guardian angel. I'll Google that. Jane Lynch. There was one funny um, C's uh, bit in the show. Um, and <laughs> um, he he was talking about another, not a Google, Alexa. Yep. And he was like talking about Alexa. And when he said Alexa, he whispered. So <laughs> Alexa didn't go off. <laughs> like us in our and podcast. He, and he, so you can't say Alexa. And then it went, and, but then it went off anyway. And then she... Melissa McCarthy tried to be like, hey, Alexa, stop that. And it didn't work and it only worked for his voice. Yep, I'm like, that's accurate. Well, there that's you go. Life. That's not funny. That's just true. That's how sitcoms are meant to be. Um, Jane Lynch, Guardian Angel. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Let's move on. People also ask, what was Jane Lynch addicted to? How did Jane Lynch get famous? Uh, was Jane Lynch born deaf? Oh, that's an interesting one. That's God. That. Is Millie Bobby Brown deaf? Is Whoopi Goldberg? What is going on? Jeez. 
Two Drink Cinema, an Odd Socks Entertainment podcast. I'm Lee. And I'm Brett. We are two brothers reviewing movies. Two drinks at a time. The old. The new. The classic. And the cult. We tick all the boxes. We bring you the news on the latest movie releases. And drunkenly review some of the best films of yesteryear. Find us on your favourite podcast platform. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. A bit of news that has come out, a headline that caught my eye. It was very clickbaity headline. Yeah. But it made my interest. Neighbours is done. That's true. Australian TV stalwart Neighbours is done. Yep. They wrapped filming. Correct. And apparently it was a big party, blah, blah, blah. Three years short of 40 years. Okay. Neighbours is the same age as me. Ian Smith, who plays <laughs> Harold Bishop, Bishop, yeah, the tuba playing Salvo, yeah, who uh, died oh. ten years ago and then came back on the show. Oh, that's right, yes, uh, because he just had amnesia; he wasn't dead. <laughs> he forgot he was alive. No, he <laughs> got swept out to sea, and everyone thought he was dead. Okay, but then he came back, and they were like, "Well, where were you for these five years?" We thought you were dead. And he was like, no, I wasn't dead. I just forgot who I was, so I didn't know to come back to Ramsey Street. Okay, yeah. And then once I remembered, I came back to Ramsey Street. Great, moving on. So that's the quality of storyline we're talking yeah, about in Neighbours. it's Neighbors, a soap right? opera, yeah. This is the headline in the Daily Mail. Neighbours star Ian Smith, 83, I don't know how we, why we need his age, who played Harold Bishop, says, Australian government should have saved axed soap. It could be a working school for actors. No. Smith, who rose to fame playing Harold Bishop in The Soap in 1987, said there should have been a government intervention to save the show. I think the Australian government should have bought it, put it on the ABC and used it as a living working school for actors, writers and cameraman and put it to air as such. Smith told the Courier-Mail... He added that the drama has been a great training for up-and-coming Aussie talent on and off the screen, and its cancellation will be a huge loss to the country's entertainment industry. Now, here's the... Harold was killed off on the soap when he was swept out to sea in 2008. However, he made a shock return to Erinsborough five years later, declaring he'd suffered from amnesia, with Helen Daniels running into him by chance while browsing in a Salvation Army shop. Oh, God. It had neighbors has been. We should talk about neighbors. Well, neighbors has been a start for actors, but it's not fucking acting school. It's a show, and if you're going to put yeah. that much into school into shows, they got to be good. But also, if you're and people put, have to watch them, if you're going to put that much into schools, put it into schools. Yeah, like don't like Margot Robbie, Hugh Jackman, Guy Pearce. Didn't just come out of year 11 into Neighbours. They went yeah. to NIDA. They went to a which school Which is an first. actual school, Harold, yeah. Ian. Yeah. And then went. Um, it has. Like, it's had um, Hemsworths, Minogues, Margot Robbie, Russell Crowe. Delta. Delta. Holly Valance. Holly Valance. Need we say more? Did you say Guy Pierce? I said Guy Pierce. Uh, a couple of names I don't think um, we mention anymore. Yeah, we, we can't mention him. That's for sure. Yeah. Probably wouldn't mention 
Uh, Natalie Imbruglia. Natalie Imbruglia. Liam Hemsworth. But uh, not Chris. No, Chris was on Home and Away. Home and Away, that's right. Chris and Luke were on Home, were and, on away. home and Away. <laughs> Liam, Liam was, was on okay. both. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how many people have done that. Um, who else was famous at stuff? Um, Steph- Stephanie McIntyre. <laughs> Natalie Bassingthwaite. <laughs> Natalie Bassingthwaite, yes. Um, these people, if anybody international is listening, you probably haven't heard of a lot of these names. But hey, we gave you Guy Pierce, Russell Crowe. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie and at least one Hemsworth. Like, yeah. come on. The it's it's yeah. It's done its job. Liam Hemsworth <laughs> is a better looking Hemsworth, but Chris has all the muscles. Chris ha- and Luke's uh, okay. still in Australia. Yeah, Luke's doing Australian <laughs> movies. Yeah. Um with shit budgets. With Chris is doing surfer on the run. Um, multi multi million dollar budgets of multi, playing multi the same million. character for twelve years. Yeah, and Liam Hemsworth is no longer doing Miley Cyrus. Nah, Hunger Games was good though for Liam. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's what Harold Bishop reckons. Uh, I I get what he's saying, Harold Bishop. He but also... maybe instead of just making Neighbours a school, maybe. The government should just invest more money in making better shows. Good shows, yes. Like bring back the nineties. This is that's all I got. Water rats. So this is how it's faulted, right? In the UK, it, at the moment, it gets one point five million viewers. That that's not a lot, right? is it? It's not a lot of the UK population. That's yeah. not even a lot of the Australian population. Yeah. In 1988, the episode where Scott and Charlene got married, Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue, yeah, in the UK, 20 million viewers watched that episode. And that was the 80s. Not everybody had a TV. No. And <laughs> not like 20 million was a significantly higher percentage of the UK population in 1988 than it was than it is now. Yes. So that, for someone to yeah. say we should keep this show going when it's dropped from Tens of millions to ones of millions. Yes. It's not, it's not worth... <laughs> ones of millions, It's not yeah. worth continuing. No. It's a lot of money. They'd be losing money. Well, because also it, it changed over the last year, last few years. Yeah, and they took it's it off... It's all filmed here, but Channel 5 in the UK is the major financial investor. Oh, so what happened is yeah. they pulled their money because not a lot of people, in, not enough people in the UK are watching it. Yeah. Which means they're losing more than half their financial backing, and they're done. It moved from six thirty on Channel Ten to like five o'clock on Ten Peach. Peach, yeah. So it was never going to get and viewers. Channel Ten certainly doesn't have the money to back it up. No, they've they've got they've got they they spend all their money on the project. But then one of Harold's comments is: if you don't promote a show, no one's going to know about it, and no one's going to watch it. But then he's like, buy it and put it on the ABC. I'm like, how are people going to find it on the ABC? They're going to promote it on the ABC. <laughs> no, but it's also, if you don't promote the show, how are people are going to find it or watch it? It's been on for 37 years. People yeah. know Neighbours is a show. Well, people know because mum watches Neighbours. So then people, the kid watches yeah. Neighbours. Yeah. Like it's people a, know like, Neighbours is a show because it's a show. Like, I, that's a... Yeah. How, well, as well I don't as... Know, Harold. We've mentioned some... Or whatever na- his real name is. Ian Smith. We've yeah. mentioned some names... Um, on the screen, but I didn't know that Kate Langbrook 
started as a writer on Neighbours. Oh, that's okay. how she got her start. And then she was like around the Channel 10 studios. And that's how she met the guys from Working Dog. Oh, which and is how she... she ended up on the panel. Oh. Um, and she was doing, at the same radio. kind of time, she was doing community radio with Husey and Dave O'Neill. Um, and they started oh, yes. Nova. And so they went to Triple R and picked the breakfast show from Triple R and said, do you want to be our new launch breakfast show for this new station? And the rest oh, is history. There you go. Yeah. It got us a lot of things, but it's yet time's up. Like, it is. You know, we it's been a dead horse. Yeah, and really like... I know that Harold wants, Harold wants it so he can still be on a show because he's not getting work anywhere else, Harold. He might get ads. Stefan Dennis. Is that his name? Yeah. Paul Lasseter. He's no, not Paul getting, Robinson. Paul Robinson. He was on the show and then left, and I think he tried to do the overseas launch. Oh, and okay. And then like 10 years later, oh, Paul Robinson's back. Yeah. And everyone still hated him. Um, yeah. Like, I, f- I do feel for like Dr. Carl and Susan because it's been their life. But, you know. Yeah. But like... Do a spin-off. Very... Dr. Carl's spin-off, but it's like... Dr. Carl's practice. Yeah. Medical drama. Yeah. Sell that to the ABC, Harold. I just wrote it for you. And then someone could be his receptionist that he no doubt ends up having an affair with. Yeah. A la Natalie Bassenthwaite. And then they'll go on to be nominated for Oscars. A la... Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. I don't think he slept with Margot Robbie. I'm no, pretty sure it was his daughter, wasn't it? He just no, slept with that Natalie was Holly Bassett. Delance. Wait, Jesse Spencer is another one in Chicago Fire and House. Who? Jesse Spencer. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's another one that our international Surely listener like will know. Rose Byrne. Isla Fisher. Isla she was Fisher's in one of them. Away. Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway. This should be a quiz. Were they in Home and Away or Neighbours or both? Yeah, when we have the uh, Odd Sox Entertainment board game, that'll be one of the categories. Yeah. Home and Away, Neighbours, both, neither. Neither. Ooh. How did they get their start? Hugh Jackman. They weren't on one of those. Yeah. Blue Heelers. Hugh Jackman was in one episode episode of Blue Heelers. And that was enough. Yeah. It was really odd seeing Hugh Jackman like with Lisa McCune. Yeah. Because even though Lisa McCune's great and Maggie Doyle's great, and I obviously love her. Like the other one's Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, and like um he still looks the same. Yeah. So even though this was like pre Wolverine Hugh Jackman. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. This is pre Kate and Leopold Hugh Jackman. Yeah. You just like it's Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Like, sorry, Lisa. Yeah. Sorry, Martin Sachs. You've won a lot of Logies. But... You've won a lot of silver Logies. <laughs> but the other guy uh has won Tony's. Tony's. So, yes. There you go. Speaking of Tony's, uh, how do you feel about the latest EGOT? J-HUD. J-HUD. Yes, all right. For those that don't know, EGOT stands for Emmy, Grammy, Oscar and Tony. Um, the Emmy is a daytime Emmy, so just like put a, little, <laughs> put a little asterisk on that one. Was that for that Sex in the City spin-off she was in? <laughs> no, I don't know what it was for. She's hosting her own show, isn't she? She's doing her own show, so she'll probably get another one. She'll probably get another one. It's still an Emmy. Yeah. Like, if you only win a daytime Emmy in your whole life, you can downplay a daytime Emmy. But when you've won a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony, the E is still worthwhile. The E's like, yeah. Yeah, I know, but it's still like she's 
phenomenally talented. There's more people doing it now. It's not as... Well, there's a lot more crossover now than there used to be. And there's a lot more opportunity to do it. Like, you know, John Legend won an Emmy for producing Jesus Size Superstar live on TV. Like, that wasn't a thing before. But also, there's no line between TV and movie actor. Yeah. So, like, someone's going to win an Oscar and then three weeks later is going to be in a Netflix show and win an Emmy. Yeah. So, like, in the past four years, five people have got completed it, if you will. Who? Jay Hud, Alan Menken. Oh, I know him. He writes shows. He writes he wrote... Disney stuff. Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. John Legend. Yep. Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, okay. So Andrew Lloyd Webber wins it for like, yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar Live. Yeah. Yep. Rather not like for being most outstanding guest that time he was on The View. I also think it's more impressive as if it's for four separate things, right? For like an acting, producing... No, but like you did this this year, you did this, you know, like Whoopi did this yep. movie. Whoopi did this Grammy. Whoopi did this four different things, right? Lin like Man- J-Hud. Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah. has won three of those awards for doing for Hamilton. Hamilton. Like he got a Tony for Hamilton. He got an Emmy for... The recording of Hamilton that was on TV, and you got a Grammy for the, the soundtrack Hamilton. for Hamilton. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I get it's still you still win the award, but you did one thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a very sense. good one thing. If that's all you did in your career, you'd be all right. What's his um, Oscar for? That he hasn't got one yet. Oh, okay. So he's an egg. He he's yeah a teg. He um will. He's been nominated a few times for Oscars for writing songs, but he hasn't won one. What about that one that's the animated one that you liked? That he didn't he write that? Yeah. Encanto. Is that eligible for next year's Oscars? No, it was this year. And he oh, lost. okay. Oh well. Yeah. Sorry, Lee. You'll he'll get one. Because he'll get everyone, one eventually because they'll pity him out. No, but also everyone loves him. Yeah. You know, if you say Lin Manuel I'm not devaluing his talent, but if you say Lin Manuel Miranda People just ooh and ah straight away before knowing anything about what the actual project is. Anyway, that's that. In terms of looking forward to, I'm not looking forward to Julia Roberts and George Clooney. No. But I am looking forward to Hocus Pocus 2. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I am also keen to watch the new season of Only Murders in the Building. I haven't watched season one yet. I should. Yeah. I'm keen to finish Reacher. Okay. From a year and a half ago. I still haven't really watched any more of The Boys. I'm keen to finish... I'm keen to finish ER. I haven't finished... (laughs) Keen to finish Outlaws. (laughs) And speaking of throwbacks, we've picked our next sitcom. Yes. After our recording sessions, Brett and I watched two to six episodes of a sitcom. Yep. And we have finished... Uh, the not at all illegal download of Happy Endings. Which wasn't a happy ending. Well, I th- it was certainly not a happy ending for us because we wanted much more of the show. It wasn't a happy ending for Penny. It wasn't a happy ending for Max. He didn't even really get an ending. The happy ending for me was that I didn't have to watch Dave on my screen anymore. 
Yeah. That was the happiest of endings. No one knows what we're talking about. Nope. Because no one's watched Happy Endings. But Someone out there has watched Happy Endings. We did look sure. up some reviews and you did say that mo- a lot of reviewers said this is the funniest and underrated show on TV. Yeah. Um, but got cancelled due to low ratings. Well, because they quite a late, shit time. late time slot. But anyway, we've stopped Happy Endings and we decided not to watch something new. Yeah. We've gone Stuff that. way back. Yeah. And we are watching I Dream of Genie. No, not that far <laughs> back. We are watching Cheers. Cheers. Which is great. We've watched two episodes. Two or three, yeah. Of Cheers. Uh, and we love Shelley Long. Oh, Shelley Long's great. But then I also said, like, watching young Ted Danson, I was like, it is hard to believe that that is the same person that's in The Good Place. If you've recently watched The Good Place, go back and watch episode one of yeah. Cheers. <laughs> And try to put those two people together with Becca in the middle of with it. With Becca, well, yeah. And getting even with Dad, with Macaulay Culkin. Yes. It's a great show. And what I like about it is the first, what I liked about the first episode is that they don't introduce the characters. Yeah, it's you just, just Norm's in. there. Norm is there, and you know that Norm's there. Norm's the regular. The guy that's there every day. Norm, and and then they yell Norm, and there's no, like, it doesn't become a thing. It's already a thing. No, that it's a thing. We have a customer that we joke about. We've joked about being like Norm. We have, at our cafe, we have lots of regulars. Yeah. But a couple of times, like two days in a row, she walked in, and mum and I both said her name at the same time. She's like, oh, oh, I feel like Norm from Cheers. (laughs) But then she said, um, and you're using my nickname, not like Diane calls him Norman. Yes. <laughs> so oh, everyone comes in and says, oh, Norm. And she goes, Norman, because Diane is very official. Yeah. Watching the first episode. Watching the first episode, I Shelley just went Long along and quoted Outrageous Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> but Shelley Long comes in and, spoiler alert, she's going off to get married. But yeah. And the guy goes, oh, I've just got to go and get something. I'll be back. And we both went, I don't know if he's coming back <laughs> for like eight years until Shelley Long goes off and marries Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. That's not what happens, is it? I don't know. She marries Lilith. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. Did you say she marries I said Lilith? I meant to say he. He marries <laughs> Lilith. Um, Kelsey Grammer, hold, because of Cheers, holds the record for the longest running portrayal of a sitcom character. I think that's all. He also... He also... Has some record for like winning the most um, Emmys as a character. No, but like for Frasier. All oh, right. So he. Or Frasier ho- holds some sort of Emmys. He was in a whole lot of episodes record. as Dr. Frasier Crane, a reasonable and increasing regular of the bar who falls in love with Diane. Yeah. Even though he's going to marry Lilith. Uh, and then he goes and marries Lilith and moves to Seattle. And then the spin-off happens of Frasier. Great show. We might watch that next. Just go straight from... We've got a thousand episodes of Cheers. But we'll just go straight from Cheers into the spin-off uh, of Frasier. Frasier has won the most Emmy, Emmys by comedy series. Oh. Won 37. It's a, it's a very good show. Most Emmy nominations for an individual. Lorne Michaels, 90 nominations. He's Saturday Night Live. So. Oh, okay. 
Saturday Night Live has always had 270 nominations. Wow. So we've jumped into Cheers and we do just come into the bar and become, we get to know the regulars as we go, like we've just become a regular at the bar ourselves. Yeah. And it's funny. Some of the lines you can see coming, but not a lot you can actually, which is well written. I've been to the bar that inspired Cheers in Boston. Oh, yes. You did mention that several Uh, times while the show was on. It's not at all floor planned like the one in the show. The outside is the same, but the inside is different. So what you see on the external during the show is the actual bar called Cheers in Boston that the creators went to and they liked that there were regulars and the bar people knew the regulars and like, we should set a show in a bar like this. Yeah. In a place like this. And then they did. But it's lo- it's lots of little booths. So in terms of filming a show, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, yeah. It would, so, yep. so that bar is still there and still in its original condition. It's certainly not locals and regulars anymore. Oh, it's tourists. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be really pissed off if like up until 1984, I'd been drinking there every day like Norm. And then all of a sudden these dickheads from Australia come along and want to meet who Norm is. I'm like, well, it's fucking me, but I'm just trying to have a beer. I'd go in and be like, what's your name? (laughs) It's Norm. (laughs) It's Diane. (laughs) And then these guys are sitting there like, oh, fuck, I need to find a new pub. But the pub will be taking much more money now than it ever did when it was just regulars. Yeah. But what they've done as well uh, is built a replica in a different part of town that is show accurate. Yeah, yeah, So there's yeah, the Cheers smart. bar that inspired the original show and then there's the cheer bar, Cheers bar in a different uh, part of town that it's, has... It is a good bar layout. When we own a bar, yeah. it's going to have a central bar like that. And at least one pool table. It has to have a pool table. Yeah. doesn't have to have a pool room because I'm not sure we can afford... That's a lot more money. To have a bar the size of the Cheers bar... Oh, yeah, yeah, ...is a lot of money. Well, we'll just get rid of... You know where they would We're put their cameras and stuff. we Patreon people. That's where they'll put the pool tables. That's true, actually. And you just put your dollar down and then that's it. All right? You put your coin and no you're argument. next. If you that's argue... It. Don't cut in. No, and if you, you argue... You're argue Bad for life. I went Just to bar. a I went to a bar last week that had a pool table. Yep. And they had the pool rules, and it was all like break well and don't lean on the table and this and one rule was don't use the pool cue as a lightsaber. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've only ever almost. I sound so lame. I've only ever almost gotten into one bar fight over a pool table. It was over a pool table at a gay bar, which is not what. Mm. I expected. No. But uh, it was, but it wasn't a cost pool table. Yeah. It was just free play. Yeah. Which meant there wasn't actually a queue. Is this the pool? Is this the same bar I stole the pool balls from? I don't know. You didn't steal the pool balls the night I was there. Was it, I was stolen years ago. I don't know why. Was it? It's on. Because um, you certainly don't have space for a pool table in here. Is it? Um, <laughs> it's in Fitzroy. No, in Collingwood. Never mind. The one that I has just a, incriminate myself for no reason. One that has a downstairs and then another place upstairs. On Smith Street. Yeah. In Fitzroy. Isn't that Collingwood? That's Fitzroy. 
Circuit. Circuit is in Fitzroy. <laughs> yeah. Everyone that knows is listening is like, why aren't they just saying it's circuit? Well, they might be listening and call me and I think I've still got pool, them somewhere. But they don't have a pool table anymore. Oh, well, fuck. What? Well, I'm not going there. Okay. <laughs> uh, they, their pool tables might be at another venue. Or I'm thinking about a venue that has a pool room. Are you thinking of the Peel? No. No, they used to have pool tables. Laird has a pool room. Right. Anyway, now we've gone Everybody. into a completely different topic of discussion based on pools. Uh, and there's also a our third. There's pod- also a bar um, slash club in Collingwood that has different kind of pools. Our third uh, podcast of the Two Brothers Media is going to be reviewing the gay bars of Melbourne. So make sure you we tune just in did. To that that was it. <laughs> End of discussion. We we'll talk about the old days at Greyhound. Anyway, oh, don't I'll, um, I'll cry. Anything else entertainment that you want <gasps> to discuss? I don't want to discuss it because I don't care. Then but don't. Cameron Diaz is oh. coming out of retirement to make a formulaic movie. To make some formulaic movie with fucking Jamie Fox. Oh no, no thanks. That'll do. <laughs> thanks for listening to another entertainment of odd socks. Oh geez, another episode of Odd Socks Entertainment. Uh, this Friday is our review of Strictly Ballroom, so make sure you head over to that feed. The link's in the episode description. Links for our socials in the episode description as well. Make sure you hit subscribe so you get to enjoy our rants and ramblings every week. Thank you, Brett. No worries. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at NoPantsPod.